Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, good morning. I'm uh, David Clausen. I have the privilege of uh, uh, giving the message here today. So, uh, we are still on a series called Focus, and today we'll be talking about uh, focus through faith, how uh, our faith in our life uh, brings focus to our lives. In Hebrews 11, verse 6, it says, And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that He exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. So before we get started this morning, would you join me in a prayer? Heavenly Father, we thank You, Lord, because You are good. You're good to us, Heavenly Father. And we just, uh, like we praised You here this morning, may You be high and lifted up, Heavenly Father. May you be glorified, Lord. I just pray that as this morning, as we get into your word, Lord, give us new revelation, Heavenly Father. Give us understanding of who you are, Father. Give us understanding that, uh, of the love that you have for us and uh, your longing to be with us and to walk with us, Heavenly Father. So I just pray for new revelation, uh, new understanding. I pray that uh, the chains might be broken, uh, that things that are misunderstood might be realigned, Heavenly Father, that you, uh, you are the one speaking us to, to us today. So I just pray, uh, be with each one of us, Heavenly Father. Uh, bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, let's get into it. Uh, living by faith. So after um, the Israelites, uh, after Moses uh, took the Israelites uh, through the desert, uh, out of Egypt, through the desert. Uh, they came onto the edge of the promised land. Um, he sent 12 spies into the land. Now, the 12 spies went throughout the land. They searched it out. They had a look around. And when they came back, um, only two of them had a good report. It says, uh, uh, the 10, uh, Numbers 13, verse 31, it says, but the men who had gone up with him said, We are not able to go up against the people, for they are stronger than we are. So all this time, as Moses takes them through the desert, and you've got to think, they, these people, they've seen the plagues in Egypt. Uh, God took them through uh, the waters. He separated the waters. He fed them through the desert all that time. He, he took them by fire by night and cloud by day. They were protected. They get into the land, um, and here we are. Ten of them say, no, we can't do it. So why is that? The interesting, what's interesting is that those ten spies were probably not lying. They didn't make up uh, the fact that they saw giants in the land. They didn't make up the fact that they were strong, that those people devoured and conquered people without any issue. They weren't wrong about those things. And in fact... Probably a lot of people would call them realist. You're just being realistic. You can't go in there. Uh, Leon Fontaine says, um, uh, The trouble is that realists only consider their own strength, not the strength and power and provision of God. Realists look only at their situation, at the problems, at what they currently have, at what level of health, the current, currently are experiencing and the state of the country or the economy. They say it's realistic to expect this to work out. 
So we as believers are not uh, to be, I guess, realist in a sense. <laughs> We're not supposed to be realist. And uh, all too often, and uh, you know, I can, I can just attest to myself, I want to be a realist at times, right? Well, I got to be a realistic. I mean, you know, there's only so much that he can do. It's only so much, right? But it says in 2 Corinthians 5 or 7, it says, For we walk by faith, not by sight. So, big question today. What are you facing in your life? What are the things that are, are coming against you? And uh, what you're having to face is you have to say, Hey, I just have to be a realist. I'm going to have to live with this. I'm going to have to walk through my life this way. I know through my work... Um, and maybe it's just because that's where we spend a huge portion of our time. But man, oh man, have I had to fight through that mentality, the realist mentality. Uh, the mentality that, uh, you know, somebody's better than me or that somebody uh, should deserves it more than me or all these things, right? But God, uh, when God speaks to us and has a vision for us and where he wants us to go, we need to continue to come back to that vision. We, uh, and he told, he, God gave me a confidence very early. Um, I was in this, working in the shop, and I was continually praying there, you know, where, where are you leading me, God? Where, where's your next place that you want to take me? And at times I thought, well, it's, he's taking me out of this place. Like, I'm not going to be here uh, for too much longer. I was working in a shop on equipment and so on. And all I heard from him was, stay faithful. Continue to be the light. Continue to walk in the way that I'm showing you. And trust me, there was many things that come against you. There's people with bad attitudes and so on, and you are challenged every day uh, to live out your faith in a way that is real. And through that time, uh, you know, I was just kind of watching, seeing where was he going to lead me? Where was he going to take me? And all of a sudden, somebody comes up to me, um, was one of, uh, one of the higher-up supervisors, and, and he says, hey, uh, you know, he kind of said, hey, uh, just looking at you and just kind of you're doing a good job, and blah, 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 you know. Just wondering if you would maybe be interested in uh, taking a job as the uh, production manager. Now, uh, the difference between where I was and the production manager, I mean, that was massive. And in fact, many times over when I was in my job, I had said to myself, you know what? I, that's one job I never want to do is that job. Be careful when you say those things because God sometimes comes around and says, oh, really? Okay, well, let's, uh, let's see what we got here. Um, so <laughs> me and Yolanda prayed about it, and we felt that God was leading in that direction. Um, my point is, we don't know, we need to stay steadfast in where we are. We need to stay steadfast. And I can tell you there was a battle ahead of that. There was many battles I had to go through, but my confidence was in the Lord. My confidence was in what he was going to do. Because I knew, just plainly, I knew I did not, I did not have the qualifications. I did not have the schooling. I did not have any of the things that other people in those kind of positions would have and would be able to say, I have this, I have this, and I have that. I only had one thing, a confidence in God. That is it. And I, I, and I, I to be honest with you, I, I was very honest with, uh, with John about that. 
I said, John, I, I don't have any qualifications for this job. I have nothing on my resume that would say I'm able to do what you're asking me to do. And he said, the only thing I'm looking for is that attitude. That attitude, if with that attitude, we will be, be behind you and support you to do what you're doing. And through the years, man, I had to grow. I had to be on my knees praying to God to give me wisdom and understanding about where he wanted me to go, what decisions he wanted me to make in those, that particular area. And I had to grow uh, in favor with men. So my point is, in uh, Matthew 21, verse 22 to 22, it says, Jesus answered them, and truly, he sa I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will, be able, you will not only do what has been done to this tree, but even so... Uh, oh, hold on. But even if you say to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, it will happen. And whatever you ask in prayer, it will, you will receive if you, have, uh, if you have faith. And so it's through our faith. So what, uh, so sorry, just getting back on track. That story was not one of the ones I had on my list, but I felt like that was uh, kind of fit in with what God was talking about here today. Um, I know it seems uh, difficult sometimes when you're standing before those big mountains uh, in front of you and God is asking you, hey, this is where I'm leading you. This is where I'm taking you. It can be a very difficult thing to say, and, you know, I, I think, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, sometimes when we say, okay, when he says, uh, if you have faith, you will move this mountain if you ask for it to move. Sometimes we see a mountain and we, we're thinking, he means a mountain. Like you can actually get a mountain to move. But I think the, the thing is, sometimes those mountains are in front of us, right? This particular situation, that mountain was in front of me. And I had to have faith in God that he would lead me, that he would guide me in all things. And... So that, that is something that we, that through the time you have to continue to affirm in him, right? That he will lead you and guide you if, he, if the power of the Holy Spirit is within you. So the uh, part of the reason it's difficult is that we don't spend uh, time with God, I think, sometimes. Um, because I think, you know, uh, many things can happen through the time. Um, I think uh, our misunderstanding about who God is. And what he wants to do in our lives was one of them. And, and I didn't know it, but God had already been changing my heart um, as time went on to trust him in a bigger and bigger way. And those will always be small tests that he will bring along as we go to trust him uh, that he is good and he has nothing but the good plan for me. For Because me. like I said to you, I did not want to be... I, in my mind, I did not want that position. I did not want to, I thought, that is the worst thing that I could ever do if I were to do anything. <laughs> and uh, the thing is, God, uh, we have to trust God that that mountain, like he will move it, right? It's not up to us. It's not in our power. It says in uh, Psalm 34, verse 8, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who takes refuge in him. So I encourage you today, you continue to take refuge in God. Continue to take refuge in Him. Because He wants to do something greater in your life than you have ever 
ever uh, accomplished or the things you have ever experienced. But it, we have to know who we serve, who that God is. And if we don't believe that he does good to, the, to those that uh, trust him, then what do you, you misbelieve, right? That mountain will never move because you, your belief system is not in alignment that he is good, right? It says in James 1 verse 17, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. God does not change. He, there is no shadows of darkness. When we look at him, he is pure light. He is true uh, to what he says. Faith is taking God at his word and trusting who he is. So, you know, I, I was kind of hesitant to, to get into this, uh, this topic of faith because it's kind of a mystery, right? Because you're kind of like, well, who has faith? Do I have faith? Who, what, what does faith mean? If they have faith, then they will be healed. If they have faith, you know, you hear all these things, and there's, there comes a hesitancy to what does faith really mean? I don't know if I have it. Well, the plain fact of it is faith is taking God at his word. Faith is taking God at his word, uh, that what he says is true. And if our belief system is that God is good and he has good plan for you, that particular belief system sets us up to believe what he says. In uh, Hebrews 11 verse 1 in the Amplified says, Faith is the assurance, title, deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and the evidence of things not seen. The con- conviction of their reality, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So we, faith already experiences it before the physical senses see it, before the physical senses see the reality of it. That is faith. That is our belief in who we serve. So... And so I, I, I didn't think it was that simple. You know, I was kind of going through it. And I'm thinking, is that all that it is? Is it only our, our belief that in, in God to believe what he says is true? That is our faith. If we believe what he says is true, that is faith. So, so what, to, what stops us uh, by living, living in this faith? Um, I believe uh, the problem we... I think we have uh, is that we are still uh, focused on sin a lot of times. We're focused on things that we we have to overcome certain things in order for for us to be free, in order for us to actually live in this faith or to experience God's blessings. And it says in Romans eight verse two, it says, "For the law of the Spirit of life has sent you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death." We're no longer fighting. It has, sin has no dominion over us. For the law of the spirit of life is in Christ has made us free from the law of sin and death. The war between God and man is supposed to be over. It's not your fight against sin. It's your fight of faith. It is now our fight of faith that we're fighting. Our faith and who we serve. So... Believing you're free, believing you don't have to be a person you were, or uh, believing that 
what you did yesterday is no longer a part of you. The past is the past. That is who we serve now, right? We serve that that is all behind us. When we, are, when we know that we are righteous through what Jesus did on the cross, we are free. And I think that is something that we have to be reminded on a consistent basis. It says in Romans 1 verse 17, For in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for, from faith, for faith, as it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So, for in, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So, it is our righteousness that we need to be convinced of. And it is a, a free uh, gift uh, from Him. We can no longer earn it. But I think that's what I'm talking about is this is where we get stuck sometimes. And we get into a battle if I... And you just... You have no idea. This week has been one of those things, and maybe it's the subject that we're talking about here today. But the enemy continued to try to remind me, you have to qualify for all these things. You need to do these things, otherwise you, you know, God won't speak through you. You have to do all these things, otherwise God won't move through you. You have to, you know, and I, I usually... You know, it was just one of those weeks. I usually take time uh, to go uh, more for prayer. Like throughout the week, I'll, I'll consistently pray, go for lunch, go pray. And I, this week, a few, like a couple of days, I couldn't make it because uh, things were just busy. And the enemy jumped right on that and was like, no, you didn't pray enough. You didn't do enough. You know, now, you know, you're disqualified. But that is the enemy consistently will come around us. You're not forgiven. You're not free from that. See how you just sinned? You're not free. You, you can't walk in freedom. So we need to continue to remind ourselves that we are righteous. But our righteousness is in Him. All right? And what He did on the cross for us. Second Timothy 1 verse 7 says, For God gave us the spirit not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. And I think uh, the, the other one is uh, fear. And uh, fear has to do with, uh, it talks about in 1 John 4, verse 18, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For the fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. So when we, are, um, when we have fear, uh, sometimes it's fear in sin, we, we fear that we are not forgiven, or all those things, that is the, the fear that will hold us back, right? That will draw us out. But we have been perfected in love. We have the Holy Spirit within us that uh, drives us forward, right? So the other one, of course, uh, that holds us back, um, I think, is uh, like the spies. Are you a realist? You know, are you a realist? Are you explaining away uh, what God wants to do in you? Are you... um, and I think we, we can all kind of come to a point where we're sitting still and we're not moving forward in our lives because we've allowed the enemy to continue to whisper into our ears and we come to a point where we start just sitting there and sitting stagnant because we believe we can't overcome it anymore, right? It might not be a real thing that we talk about in our minds, but it is something that we, we start stop experiencing him, we start experiencing what he wants to do through our us in our lives, right? In Romans, uh, so what, what can we do 
sorry. What can we do to grow in, in our faith? In Romans 10, verse 17, it says, So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So the biggest part is, the largest part is that we... So I had this kind of written out. A large part of your faith comes from hearing and believing, listening and acting out the words in the Bible. The, de- the deeper you dive into the word of God, the deeper your faith will grow. So we are to dive into the word of God, to learn who God is and what he wants to do in our lives. And as we continue to do this, our faith continues to grow in who, because we're, like I said, it is us believing him at his word. And so if God has spoken, it, it is a reality. So we, we should not shrink back from walking in faith. Uh, one of the things that, you know, and one of the reasons I kind of, you know, was a little bit hesitant about, you know, talking about this, and I don't know if anybody else has experienced this, is when we sometimes reach out in, in faith, we want to pray for somebody to be healed. Sometimes, and I don't know if it's just me, but you have a hesitancy, right? Will God answer me? Will God answer the prayer? And I think this is a really big discouragement. I think it, it prevents us from praying prayers of, of faith uh, towards people to be healed, for people to be delivered uh, from the place that they're at. And the reason that is, is because we don't want to look foolish. We don't know, we're in our minds, we say, hey, well, if I speak it, uh, we're really putting something out there that, uh, you know, this is supposed to happen and it doesn't happen. And one thing I would encourage you is we are growing into the word of God. We are continuing to grow. And the worst thing you can do is stop praying those prayers. I know that sometimes maybe that you're, what you say, you can't see everything. Like it says, it's in the spiritual realm that those things are happening, right? You don't know the things that you're breaking loose in the spirit realm. You cannot see when your, 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 your prayer of faith goes into the spiritual realm to, to deal with what's there. You, don't, you can't see everything that's happening. And so sometimes there might be a manifestation of what you're praying for, and sometimes there might not be. But the thing is, one thing I know for sure, you stop praying those prayers, I can guarantee you those prayers will never be answered. Those prayers will never, nobody will ever be uh, set free from the, the place they're in. But it is only by us continuing to pray. And trust me when I say, as we continue to walk in that faith, all of a sudden you will start seeing it. But it is us, again, getting into the Word of God. Again, us understanding who we are in Him. And continuing to remind ourselves of who we are. And trust me, you cannot just do this yesterday, the day before. You need to do this every single day. The enemy, this world system, if you know it or not, this world system has been set up by the enemy. The world systems around us are telling us the opposite of what the Word of God says. We are moving against the current of the current world system. And so sometimes when we pray certain things, we're praying different than what the world system says is possible, what the medical system says is possible. We are going in a different direction than what, the, what they are saying. So sometimes we, we need to continue to remind ourselves in the word of God about who we are and who Christ has made us out to be. Because I can guarantee you, the world will never affirm you in that 
practice. And, they, and the enemy is all too quick to, to bring condemnation when you don't see something happening in the physical realm. Because he wants to discourage you. He wants to bring you down. He is a roaring lion that seeks somebody to, for somebody to destroy. He wants to destroy you. And he continues to whisper into your, your uh, heart consistently. And I tell, I tell you, one of the ways that he does that on a consistent basis is television programming. They're so bold, they'll even call it programming. The system is trying to program you. Program you not to have faith, not to have faith in the one uh, that is to come. The enemy, and, and I see it more and more now, you see the filthiness of, of what's happening underneath the system, right? Underneath the ground. You see the filth coming out from all over the place. More than I've ever seen before, you hear about it all over the place. Why is that? Because... We live sometimes on the surface level, but below the surface, there is so much evil there that you cannot even believe it. And they are the ones that are in control of the media. They are the ones that are in control of the ones that are trying to program you. So be careful what you're watching because it is programming you to misbelieve what God is saying in His Word. On a consistent basis, and trust me, it's not, sometimes not that obvious... Because it, it is just subtle. It just says one little thing. Ah, oh, it's only a little thing. You dismiss it and you keep moving on. Oh, and it says another little thing. But that little thing starts rattling around in your head, in the back of your mind. And all of a sudden, it's starting to break down the, your belief system in you. So be careful what you take in. Because as we meditate on the things of the world, which that is, and we're not meditating on the Word of God... We are not able to walk in that faith, not able to walk in that, uh, in God. Smith Wigglesworth says, if it is in the Bible, it is so. It's not even to be prayed about. It's not to be, uh, it's not to be received and acted upon. It, it is, oh, sorry. It's, let's start again. Smith, Smith Wigglesworth. If it is in the Bible, it is so. It's not even to be prayed about. It's to be received and acted upon. Inactivity is a robber which steals blessings. Increase, increase comes by action, by using what we have to, and know. Your life must be a one of going on from faith to faith. Isn't that so true? The inactivity... Uh, is a robber man how how that is so true and uh you know i i've had this you know i i've tried to practice this practice and it doesn't always i don't always do it but um i i try to do it on a consistent basis when somebody tells you they have they're having an issue i i immediately pray for them why because you know what we always say oh i'll pray for you i'll pray for you do we pray for them? Yeah, maybe sometimes. I, I usually try to stay true to my word, but a lot of times we don't. But they are missing the blessing of that prayer as well. Pray for them right there and then. But pray a prayer of faith. Pray a prayer that says, hey, you are free. You are liberated from sin and death. That no longer has a hold on you. It talks about in the Bible that uh, uh, faith as small as a mustard seed. In Matthew 17, verse 20, he said to them, Because of your little faith, 
For truly, I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will be moved, and nothing will be impossible for you. As small as a mustard seed. I don't know if you know what a mustard seed is. That's just a very small little seed. God is saying, he's he's kind of saying, you don't have to have much faith. You just have to have a little faith that I will do what I'm saying. And we need to step forward in that faith and take him at his word. You don't know what's happening in the spiritual realm. You don't know. And I think this is one of, the, one of our secret weapons in this uh, scenario is, again, uh, is speaking in the spirit. You know, sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, you know, I get a feeling, oh, something's happening here, but I don't know what to pray. I don't know what to say. I, I pray in the spirit. I pray in the Spirit, and I can tell you, I don't pray in the Spirit enough. But sometimes when I pray in the Spirit, I see things all of a sudden break loose somewhere. And why did that happen? I don't know what was going on in the spiritual realm. I can't see those things, and I've been praying to God. God, show me more about what's happening on the other side. Because the, the Spirit can give us understanding. But we need to speak in spiritual tongues. It is in the Bible. It's in the Word. Uh, that we as Christians have a spiritual language. We can speak directly to God. Our spirit knows. It sees the spiritual realm. It knows what to pray and when to pray. So some, it's not always profitable for us. It's not profitable for our physical senses that spirit that pray in the spiritual realm. Well, of course, if something changes in there. But the thing is, uh, sometimes we pray in normal prayer. And then when we run out of words, we need to pray in the spirit. And we need to pray on a consistent basis. So the other one was, um, I think that I, I want to run a little bit of caution uh, because uh, one other uh, component, I believe, is in faith is love. And I just think when I, I thought about that love, I just think about the four men that carried uh, the, that uh, person that couldn't walk. They carried him up the roof, ripped the roof open and, and brought him down before Jesus. The four friends had faith that Jesus would heal we need to have um, we need to have uh, that well, they had faith, but they also had love for their friend, obviously, because who would carry their friend and tear open roofs and so on to get them down? You know most friends would have been like, "Oh, sorry, man, it looks like the crowd is uh, it's kind of backed up, nothing we can do, you know." No, these guys are like, no, we're not taking no for an answer. We're going to go to the top. We're going to rip the roof open. We're going to lay him down before Jesus. He, you're getting healed today. That is the kind of love that we need to have for the people around us. And uh, there is ways for us to grow our compassion. And, uh, you know, sometimes I, we can all grow callous uh, as we drive by uh, the situations of life and we're not affected by them. Um, I can just remember um, I volunteered at Streets Alive. And, you know, there was always a, a stigma a lot of times about street people. Oh, why don't they just go get a job or whatever? You know, those type of things you hear around. And when you start working there, man, your heart breaks for the people. And you just realize how sometimes we're, we don't have control to physically just uh, not sin or something like that. We're, we're not in control of that because we, we're not walking in the Spirit. While these people are utterly uh, 
demonized by the issues of life and, and all those things and situations around them. And what an encouragement, uh, well, humbling and, and just kind of breaking the calluses off, uh, off the heart to kind of see the situations that are before us to, uh, again, grow soft towards people uh, and their need for, for God and for healing and, and all those things. Another way is also for our soup kitchen. You know, we, we volunteer at the City Light, volunteers at the soup kitchen. Uh, I think it's every, every month, every second month? Every second month? Every two months, we volunteer at the soup kitchen. If you have an opportunity to go there, I would encourage you to do it. Because all of a sudden, that callus that is on our hearts starts crusting off, and we actually reach out and, and touch people. And sometimes it is just by giving them a meal. Other times it's by encouraging them or maybe praying for them, right? In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 to 3, it says, If I speak in tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have the prophetic power and understanding of all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I have delivered up my body to be burnt but have not love, I gain nothing. I think that's pretty clear. You gain nothing. If we don't have love in our hearts... We have nothing. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4 to 7, it kind of talks about what love is. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It, is, it does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, belie, belie, uh, believes all things and hopes all things endures all things so if you don't hit all those marks then you got some work to do on your love still i guess <laughs> and trust me i had to read that list myself and i had to say yeah i i need some more love i need to love i so i believe as we grow in god and we grow in love uh, our faith and it all makes sense, right? If we don't have love, we don't care about the person in front of us. We don't care about the person that is suffering. We, don't, we just simply don't care. We're not affected by it. But when we truly start seeing the people in front of us and we have love for them, we, with that love, we're, our passion, our demeanor towards them and God changes completely, right? So... I think um, uh, just one little thing I wanted to share. Um, I was just reading through a, one of my devotions with, uh, with Leon Fontaine. And he was just talking about how, um, which I, I thought was a new revelation for me too. He says, uh, in the Old Testament, um, you know, Adam and Eve uh, walked with God in the cool of the day. In the New Testament, the disciples walked with Jesus. And now, this day, we walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. So we are consistently, that model is always there that we need to walk closely with God. It says in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 14, uh, I don't have it up on the screen. It says, The amazing grace of the Master, Jesus Christ, 
through extravagant love of God to intimate uh, friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. That's right. So as we, uh, as I just wrap this up here, uh, what I just want to say, so faith is taking God at his word. We need to know his word. We need to understand what he's saying in his word. We need to be reminded of who we truly are. Our identity in Christ and who we are no longer affected by the sin and death in this world. We have Jesus has overcome and we are in him. Faith is knowing we are not fighting. uh, Like I said, we're not fighting against uh, 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 to walk in faith. Uh, We need to not fight against sin and death, but we are fighting against uh, believing in, in faith what God has said in his word. And in 2 Corinthians 5, verse 18 to 21, it says, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. God makes his appeal through us. We implore you on behalf of Christ, be reconciled to God. For our sake, he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So you, all of you, if you are in Christ, he has given us the, the message. He has entrusted us the message of reconciliation. And every person that walks by you that does not know God is a person that God wants us to reach out to. And he wants to reconcile to himself through us. So, um, yeah, okay. Well, let's, uh, let's get into some prayer here for a quick minute um, as we finish up here. So, thank you. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we... We just praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father, uh, because you are good. You are a good and awesome God, Lord. Your goodness and your grace is always upon us, Heavenly Father, and all around us, Lord. So I just pray for all of us here today, Father, even including myself, Lord. May your presence uh, fill us afresh this morning, Lord. I pray, let, let your presence overflow in our lives, Lord. I pray that we are in the light as you are in the light, Lord God, that you are working through us, able to work through us, Heavenly Father. Continue to show us who we are in you, Lord God. Continue to reveal to us that we are your children, children of light, Heavenly Father. I just pray for each person here, for those that are struggling, for those that have uh, something before them that they don't know what to do with, Heavenly Father. I just pray... May it be obliterated, Heavenly Father. May they know who they are in you, Father, that you have uh, broken every sin, broken every curse that could be upon them, Lord God. So I just pray, encourage them, strengthen them by the power of your Holy Spirit. And I just want to speak to anybody here this morning, uh, somebody that maybe hasn't even accepted you as Lord and Savior. I just want to give you an opportunity this morning to reach out uh, to him to receive him as Lord and Savior. 
It says in the word, if you uh, have faith uh, to receive him, you will be saved. So I just want to encourage you to step forward in that. So if you are here today and you want to receive him as Lord and Savior, just repeat after me. God, please forgive me for all I have done wrong. I believe you sent your son, Jesus, to set me free. I want Jesus to be Lord and Savior of my life. From now on, I am following you. Fill me with your Holy Spirit so I can have the power to change for the rest of my life. Amen.